Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the TetraCast. My name is Zachary Sam, your host. We're up on the May 6, 2017 edition. Joining me for this podcast is uh, Josh Torres and one Kyle Campbell. How you doing, gentlemen? Not bad. Still kind of recovering from a hangover from yesterday, but good. As we all this weekend, as it were, yesterday, Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. Did you celebrate? Is that uh, I mean, not really with family or like just several friends when drinking and probably drank too much. But, you know, <laughs> it's, a, it's a typical Cinco de Mayo. It's not really like, you know, we're celebrating for the actual cause of Cinco de Mayo. It's just like, no, well, everyone's getting not. drunk. I mean, drunk. yeah, might yeah, as well, right? Too. Yeah, exactly. It, it's like the St. Paddy's Day of the feelings that I get when I see a, a an office full of white people uh, wearing sombreros and Mexican, like the ponchos and stuff like that. And it's like dancing around and clapping their hands. Like, yeah, I don't know about this guys. <laughs> I feel super awkward. I mean, at least we got like a bunch of candy and we got like a free catered lunch uh, with a bunch of tacos from Del Taco, but it was such a weird experience. Um, but it's just like St. Patty's day. It's just an excuse to drink. I think that's kind of how it comes down to it. It's, it's great that it was on a Friday. Excuse, exactly. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. perfect in that sense. Um, Adam Vitali, um has got other things going on, so he couldn't join us for this podcast, but instead we've got Kyle Campbell. It's been a while, Kyle. How have you been? Uh, not bad. I've been, uh, I had computer issues for a while yeah. and, uh, uh, I had to, I had, but if you hadn't heard about this last fall when, uh, the GTX 1080 had come out, um, very nice video card, I must say I bought one and, I, imagine, uh, I must imagine. <laughs> and, uh, the I really like Asus for buying computer parts. They make really good parts, usually. Totally. Uh, usually, um, because but. they're. But the first series of the FTW, uh, that's actually what it's called. For the um, win, GT, yes. GTX 1080 uh, by EVGA is basically there was this problem where it didn't happen right away. It was kind of like something that happened to users over time. But basically, what happened was the they didn't install thermal pads in these cards for some oh, reason. Oh, no. And, wow. and they, oh, they, they put the vent in a very awkward place, and the cards were overheating so much that, like, there's videos of it on YouTube of them literally catching fire and oh, spitting God. fire. I bet, yeah. And, and um, mine didn't do this, but Luckily. back in, in late February, they were like, okay, yeah, we fucked up. So, if you want, uh, you can send in your GPU. You can pay like ninety bucks. Send your GPU to us, and we will give you a brand new version of the. Wait, the, so you start to pay for them to fix it? Yeah, Fuck yeah. It's, what? It's it, their it fault. Was, I mean, they they take it if you. It is stupid, but I did it anyways because like. Like I'm house sitting right now, and I don't need to like someone this person's house to get catch on fire because my fucking computer. Um, yeah. But um. Anyways, but I had to send it to them, and they 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 give you the the new version. Um. That uh, the second series that's a lot better and doesn't have any of these problems. But I didn't have a desktop for about three weeks. I so just uh, a good time for when Persona Five came out, and I just played that. And wow, uh, that kind of, that that's definitely one way to get off. Uh, like you know, not worry about that. Yeah, I'm but just, it. Uh, it was it was pretty brutal though. Like the, um, I remember when I was taking my uh, my old GPU, the old 1080, out, and I was about to send it to them. They were like, you know, when like metal gets like heat, like warps on it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I had that on it. I'm like, well, that wasn't there last time I cleaned this, like a month before. Um, yeah, it was it was a potential fire hazard, so I had to replace it. 
I would expect someone to move forward with some sort of a class action lawsuit against that, because that should not be something you have to pay for for their own negligence. Yeah, they kind of swept it under the rug. Um, I did it anyways, just because, like, in Canada, that just... <laughs> and me admitting how much I, spe- I spent on it, that, that card is $1,000 in Canada. Uh, so, so it's either replace it or just be shit out of luck. And uh, I went for it. Yeah, hey, hey, at least that you know nothing really awful happened to you. Like, you didn't no, I didn't. For the rest of it. No, no, but there was some. I like it's like someone sent me it, and I had the card for about three months, and this was like November-ish, and I'm like, what? and they're like, oh yeah, by the way, this is a, a potentially dangerous. I'm like, what are you talking about? And I see this video, and like literally, like <laughs> six, in, like four inches of fire blows out of this oh, guy's shit. video card. Uh. It's the most unreal thing I've ever seen for a computer part. <laughs> Anyway, what a thing. That, yeah, yeah. Persona Five. How are you liking it? Oh, um, that kind of random. Well, oh, yeah, you've been playing some Persona Five. How has things been treating you? Well, I got it uh, the day it came out, and um, I haven't had a ton of time to play it because uh, another thing that's happened to me is I have to get glasses, and looking at screens lately has not been fun. Sure. But um, uh, I'm at about 93 hours in. I'm in the final dungeon, and I am really enjoying it. Uh, it's kind of feel like it's kind of feels weird to be right at the end like i'll probably have it done by tomorrow or the next day hmm. uh it depends i don't really know how much is after the final dungeon i know there's a little bit um but uh it's it's kind of surreal to play a, a new uh persona mainline entry there was kind of a period there like i was a really big fan of the series and i had my own podcast for it and uh it kind of like after a while the spin-offs kind of like wear on me i was like uh Ult- like ultimax had a really like really really bad story it was a yes. fun fighting game but the story was like the God lowest awful. point in that franchise it was yes. so bad and then dancing Rest all night was show. <laughs> there was people there were so many people that oh, were yeah. convinced show was the p5 protagonist that was a magical time <laughs> yeah, all, I, all i did was fan the flames to that because it was so it's such a dumb theory that like because, i had to push it it was because like the color red like that's all there was yeah. to it oh, <laughs> it's like, yeah, I remember that. It's like the the when they announced Persona 5 on that e- that Atlas live stream back in 2013, it was like the color, like they showed the primary color, like Persona 3's is blue, Persona 4's is yellow, and they announced that 5's was red, even though 2's was technically red, yeah, I guess. But, yeah, yeah but... That, um, um, There's but no the, Persona 4 3. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the... Uh, I remember because people were like... I think it was at the time that... Persona, uh, no, there was a TGS trailer for Persona Five at, at by the time Ultimax had come out. But yeah. no, no, no. Uh, was was show show wasn't in Arena, was he? No, was he wasn't he? in Arena. He was only in Ultimax. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. was. And he, but like people got it because he had red hair. I, I will people... admit the the only thread that they had was if you said like they showed the main menu screen early for Persona Five, and then like uh, the protagonist's like silhouette like whole pose during that. Like you could see <laughs> you could see the little semblance of show in yeah. there. I'll give them that. That's like one of the worst characters ever. <laughs> I yeah, hate show. yeah. Uh, like there was that one period of like like a like a split of like maybe two days. Like I, like when people started like making comparisons like with that menu screen, I'm like, oh shit, are they onto something here? Because Persona Five is gonna fucking blow if it's show. Like I yeah. will, I'm gonna cry. 
Yeah, that would be terrifying because like people thought they were like setting up like an a, a a bigger like like a Marvel Cinematic Universe kind of crap, and then but it, yeah, thankfully I, it turned out to not be true. Another one was that uh, when they there was a while there where Atlas wouldn't reveal who uh, Goro was, um, like they just didn't say his name, and then right. everyone thought it was Ken for Sona oh, Three. Yeah, that's right. They showed the box art, and everyone was like, so, before even Goro had a name, it's like, hey, who's that yeah. guy on the fucking screen? And like, I don't fucking know. And I was like, no, you're not saying anything about it. It's been like a week, and they haven't said shit. Yeah, and they're like, they're like it must be Ken, because he has brown hair. And, <laughs> and like, Persona fans are goofy, but um, but uh, I'm really enjoying the game. It's uh, something I didn't really notice about Persona games before because it had been such a long time since I played the first two, or the first two, uh, three and four. And, um, Same thing. And, <laughs> and uh, the Persona games are kind of like a constant like dopamine rush with the, like, the pops and the, like, like, you get a little chime when a character is happy and the music notes come up and, like, you get instant messages and, like, it's kind of like it's a feel-good simulator, I think, in some ways. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, it constantly is making you feel good and the UI is so, like, vibrant, like, there really is no video game with a UI as gorgeous as Persona 5's. Just insane. Like, like, I don't think I've ever played a game where, like, like playing around in the menus, just, like, literally going back and forth and watching the characters animate has been entertaining. I don't think that's ever been a thing before. <laughs> yeah, you know, you think of, I think about it, it's like, yeah, kind of... I don't know. The, the, whoever idea that was, it's like, I want to high-five them, but at the same time, I want to say, you're fucking insane. Yeah, it's it was something else, and it, um... It's, I mean, I don't think it's perfect. I think that there's, I think it's maybe a bit too long, and and I do kind of wish that, like, I think that the dungeon or the palaces are just such a like enormous step up from the dungeons in three and four, which everyone I think can agree, especially compared to mainline SMT, are pretty terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, the old dungeons where it's just like here is a hallway walk that go bends like twice, and yeah. then. And then, and in Persona 3's case, it's like, now do that, like, 300 times. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and then this, they actually have, like, mechanics, and there's a unique theme. It doesn't always work out. Like, I think the fifth one was a little too long. Uh, Same here. I, I, I think the, the fifth one is the worst palace yeah, to me. I, I really like the sixth one. Um, I really liked all of them, except for the fifth one, honestly. And um, it is... It is without a doubt the best Persona game of the ones I've played, and I'm not disappointed in it. I think it has really, I think it has an interesting story. I really like all the characters. It, it, it is the least flawed and definitely the best of that, you know, the the P Studio games. I do think, like, I kind of wish they had changed more, like the dungeons. Like, I kind of wish Confidants were like Social Links 2.0, even though they're basically just Social Links with a different name. Yeah, they're, they're a bit more meaningful this time, but it's not like the big step up. It's like you have more of a reason to mm-hmm. engage in them outside of like, hey, you know, you can have better, uh, yeah. you know, boost ups on your like the persona of a certain arcana. But it's just, it's not there where like you know I'd want it to be. They're still, mm-hmm. they're still not as meaningful as I want them to be. Because I remember when Persona Five was announced, uh, Hashino said that he wanted the game to be as different from Persona Three and Four as three was from one and two mm-hmm. and i don't think like this still feels like three and four's yeah. formula to me 
Um, it's a lot better, but I do think I don't know if they met that goal for me personally. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. It's it's a, it's, a, it's definitely the most realized and defined version of those systems for sure. Yeah, it's it's a very it's like it is an excellent game, and I do really like it. I do have a couple more critiques, but I won't get into that now. It is it is a very fun game to play because like even considering how long it is, because like. You know, it's easy to plug like 100 hours into a multiplayer game or something. Yeah. But like a single player game, I don't know if you guys are like this, but like for some reason, like two hours in a multiplayer game can feel like that you really like can feel like nothing. But like two hours in a single player game can feel like an eternity. Yeah, I don't really understand what that is. I think it might be because there's a narrative or something, but that's how I've always been. I was Mm -hmm. thinking about like when I played Parasite Eve this earlier this year, and I, I think I only played it for like. 10 hours but it felt like a really long time whereas like i could play like overwatch or ff14 for 10 hours and probably do that in like three nights no problem you know or less than that but um if so my point with this is like persona 5 like it it doesn't really drag but it definitely is just a a long time investment and a long mental investment because like earlier when i messaged you about this podcast josh i i was asking because i'm like should i start this game up right now and try and get through as much of the dungeon as i can or do should i wait until i don't have any obligations Mm -hmm. later in the day it is it is an it is a very interesting game and i i do love it um and yeah that's really all i have to say about it i have an important question for you kyle Mm. Who's your favorite character? In general? Hmm. Is this counting? Is this the main cast or the or everyone? Both. Oh, oh gosh. I guess okay. I'm gonna I guess I'm gonna like it kinda won me over. I didn't, wouldn't say this initially, but I think Makoto is my favorite of the main cast. It's a good choice. Um I really as far as confidence, um I actually really, really love uh uh, the star confident Hafumi. Uh, oh, okay. That, that one's really entertaining. Um, the so far, besides that, I, I really don't dislike dislike anyone in the cast. That's something pretty impressive because I think it's, everyone. Yeah, I think it's one of the strongest Persona cast uh, ensembles that, that the oh, series have seen. Yeah. I think it, I think it is the strongest because I don't think there's anyone that like actively sucks. Like three has. Yeah. Uh, uh oh god who's that person i really dislike in three ken? yeah ken there you yeah. go <laughs> ken. I was like, and then, there's only one right <laughs> i mean and, and one of them is a dog so <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's hard to hate the dog but it's like hard to actually like you know say that the dog's yeah. the best one too it's like, well, i love i love when you get an all-out attack with koromaro and he's so just like cool. he's just barking and shooting. it's like this is the most absurd game you have a dog I, I, and a robot on your team i mentioned this like either the last hawkers or two pies ago but like, there's like this one plushy company that's making like this limited like mm-hmm. edition run of like koromaru and like yeah. i just saw that at lunch break and i was like well, I should probably get this. I don't know why, but I should probably get this. <laughs> I definitely almost bought that. Um, but and then four, uh, I didn't really care for Naoto. Um, I think, oh, uh, you fuck uh, you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there the it best. is. And, 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 Son of a bitch. and I don't. You. I don't. I don't like Yosuke either. That's okay. Um, don't say you hate Naoto though. I'll fight you. But. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't hate. I don't hate Of course you he don't. Doesn't like who, Naoto. who would hate Naoto? It's okay. I really like Yukiko, and everyone hates her. Um, Naoto discovered I, 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 the Phantom Thieves in Persona Four. That's how I really wanted like, to like Kyle, Yukiko. Kyle, let, let it be known that before Persona Four came, I was like, "Yeah, Yukiko's gonna be like my favorite. She looks awesome." And then like her character arc like end like ended like 
five to six hours of the game and then they did nothing with her for the rest of the game. Like, fucking hell. Like, you're still cool Yukiko, but you didn't do shit after that. Yukiko's like the I, worst. <laughs> I, I love her her social link. And, you know, that that was like that theory that was going around for a long time I, that uh, uh, she was originally going to be the, the antagonist. And it was supposed to be like a call a call, uh, call back to SMT two, but they didn't do it. So then they just made and then they just made uh, Johnny Young Bosch the uh, the antagonist instead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, I totally I can't believe I forgot about this, but I totally forgot that Johnny Young Bosch was one of the Power Rangers. Yeah, um, totally. He's I mean, he's been in anime like freaking forever, like twenty years was, or something like that. He was in the, he was in the first movie, like the yeah. American movie. The Black Ranger. Yeah, it was weird. It was weird seeing young uh, JYB at the Power Rangers marathon Twitch stream yeah. like a few months back. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> that's right. Holy shit. Yeah, and then once, he, you know. he was the coolest all, one too. <laughs> all I re- all I remember is like some like Oracle lady like went up to him and he looked all sad. And he's like, "What's?" I don't remember his character's name, so we'll just say Johnny. And he's like, "What's wrong, Johnny?" And he's like, "I'm a frog." <laughs> <laughs> like a ridiculous yes. movie. And then mm-hmm. Ivan Ooze, who is like the most broken fighting game character ever. And go um, back to the Power Rangers fighting games and like the the movie yeah. the game that was that I remember that game I remember playing a ton of that side scrolling beat 'em up game Power yep. Rangers that was that yep. was pretty awesome. But anyways, I got way off track with that. No oh, um, JYB man, like you go watch old powers. anime movies and stuff like that. You see the like the interviews <laughs> they did. You can see a very young Johnny Onbosch there too. It's pretty crazy to think like I grew up watching this guy on TV. Now he's like voicing all the anime characters, all of them. His band, every his single band one. isn't too bad either. Uh, I shine, I think it's called. Yeah, yeah, uh, I remember him like performing at Anime Iowa a number of times, uh, and, and Central, of course. But yeah, he um, something they something they do in uh, something I, that it's kind of distracting because I guess they didn't realize that when they were make, maybe recording Persona Four, the game like the localization went. I didn't think they realized this that there was going to be all this expanded media, but like. Johnny Young Bosch is the main character and the central antagonist, and yeah. and and in the animes he has to like put on a really goofy like <laughs> voice for the for the antagonist, so they try not to, um, so you don't because it's over the top, so you can the voices don't sound too similar. But um, I heard that that actually I and then this isn't me asking for spoilers, but I heard that something similar happens in Persona 5 where, a cent- where like two characters share the same voice actor. Mm. Um, but I haven't seen that yet. Um, the vo- they, now, you know, the whole translation thing with Persona 5 has been really interesting to follow. And, uh, but the, while a lot of the translation is pretty rough, I actually do think that the voice acting is really good in that game. Oh, yeah. In the I, localization. I really like the sh- voice acting. Yeah. Really, the, uh, really, really well done. I, I still think. That... Okay, mm-hmm. go. You go first uh, on your nitpick on the on it. I know mine. The, uh, mine is I can't. Maybe this isn't fair, but like I think Haru's voice is too high pitched. Um, she has a really rough first line because when you first meet Haru, she's like kind of like putting on like airs and then like kind of like skews her voice in a weird yeah. way. And then she sounds says Persona and she's like Persona, and it sounds like a chipmunk. That's actually uh, a really good impersonation. I don't know if you but... think that's a compliment, but that's actually really good. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah the, the overall i think the like some of the voices at first i was like i'm not sure if i'm digging matthew mercer at first as this and then now i i love oh his, he's so good as yusuke yeah yeah he's, he's so good as yusuke 
but they're 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 all really good i think okay i know this is gonna go wrap around back to power rangers but bear with me for a second the tower confidant oh yeah is voiced by rita in that game uh, that's uh that's uh oh yeah is uh amanda win lee uh, who was Yukiko in Persona 4. Is it? I thought someone said it was Rita's voice actress, and I believe no, them 100%. It's definitely Amanda Winley. I saw her posted on her uh, uh, her Facebook. I still she's don't like Oya's voice. She, um, she... Oh, no, no, that's not Oya, my bad. Uh, Oya was um, um, the devil. My, I, I got my yeah. name mixed up. The, the tower one was um, um, the the kid who goes to the arcade and plays that Gunslinger oh, Shadows one. Shinya. I Shinya. Yeah, Oda. That's the thing that freaking. That was me Rita. Up. I remember because yeah. Rita's been like a, the voice of Rita's been like in a billion anime. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, voice is good. Yes, yeah. the Devil Confidant is fine. The Tower One, Barbara, I fucking hate it. Barbara Goods, Goodson, I think sure her like, name was. You're talking. You're talking about the English Rita, right? The yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. As yeah. opposed to. <laughs> uh, I wasn't sure. Um, I guess you're right. You're right. I, only, I only watched the Japanese. Even as a kid, I was like, Japanese, nothing, okay? <laughs> no, but yeah, I, so, I really so don't like Tower Confidant's good. voice at all. I, I haven't heard that one, actually. That's the oh, kid really? with the Get Smoked hat, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I haven't done that one. I just saw it, him standing in the arcade. I'm like, yeah, I don't feel like doing this one. So um, you're, you're fine. You, you can live with it. Yeah, the, uh, the, uh, I really do like the Star one. Um, that's probably my favorite one so far. I I only maxed like three of them though. I I actually went. I got to rank six in the Devil Confidant, uh, and then I'm like, wow, this is really bad. And then I just gave up. I don't blame you. I I think the Devil Confidant's just overall weak. The bonuses you get from it, the storyline. Yeah, it's, not... it's like it's like they just fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I don't know what to do. They should have at least put a super good reward at the end or something. Jesus but then they're God. like, yeah, the story is not very good. And because you just and the same thing happens over. You just like go to the bar and talk to her and that's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, nothing really. You don't get to play Shogi or go help <laughs> Aaron with modeling or anything. You just sit in the fucking bar. They should have been just a shitload of mini games for all the confidants. You, you go make a speech with that son, dude. <laughs> Wait, can you play Shogi in that game, actually? No. no. Oh, okay. Because that was that that quiz or test question. Yeah, yeah. You had a crossword puzzle. That would have been actually a great idea. Like that would have been fine if they did that. If like they actually you could play the game in Persona Five, that would give them an excuse. Like, well, if you played it, you would know what this piece actually represented or whatever. That'd be but, that'd be cool. But yeah, people nope, would be so that's... fucking lost. It, yeah. It's it's like putting mahjong games in in them. It's like oh, I, a lot of I played yeah, a ton a of, of that in in uh, Yakuza. Like I played mahjong. Yeah. I actually learned how to play mahjong through that series. And so, that's awesome. Yeah, that's really I, good. I, downloaded a bunch yeah. of like ps4 demos from japan that are all, mostly mahjong games <laughs> that was, i actually got a clip uh, on my youtube of like playing a pretty balling game of that stuff but like as far as like mini games are concerned though is there enough speaking of which i don't know if you wanted to diverge into this topic though like i heard there were some mini games i haven't played it myself but i heard there's like you know video games and softball and stuff like that it's, yeah, there's it's, there's it, it's kind of bare mostly, bones on a yeah, bit. There's, fi- there's fishing. You have it's like not the... it's nothing like like Yakuza. Or no, not even close. Just like because a QTE even like the like retro like video games that like you uh, you get and uh, play in your room, they're kind of just like oh like get like say this uh, video game like you have to guess like the the number of die. Just need a like a pair of die that even they roll. Odd numbers, yeah, that yeah. even or odd. Do you guess that? Like that's it. It's like oh, if, okay, if you're successful, you get like this. Uh, you complete that game, you get stat ups. That's 
that's it. I remember during, I have to bring this up just because it, it, I couldn't help but think of it because I only played Yakuza 0, which was my first Yakuza yep. game earlier this year and reviewed it and loved it. And there's a part in Makoto's Confidant where they go to um, the red light district and um, and she says, like, it cuts and then it cuts to another scene and Makoto says, uh, this man w- wouldn't stop... Um, this man wouldn't leave us alone, and he he said he wanted to make. What? what hold on, let me get me. I took a screenshot of it because um, it's gonna. It's. I'm making it sound bad, but um. I know which scene you're talking about. I don't remember the terminology but, either. Let's see. Really I've got. I've got it. I've got it right here. Hold on. It says, Makoto says he must have been a, a scout for a hostess club. He mentioned how his girls get to wear. Uh, get to uh, paid to wear cute dresses, and all I could think of was that like uh, Goro Majima from Yakuza Zero yes. was trying to recruit yes. uh, a Makoto for his host. <laughs> <laughs> Even though Persona Five or takes place in is it twenty? Is it present day? I mean, it's present day, but it's twenty XX in game. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's yeah. right. And and then Yakuza Zero is in the eighties, so yeah, like Goro would have been I think, or something like eighty-seven. Goro would have been like the the crazy Goro at that point. Yeah, uh, if, if only they made Goro a, a confidant in Persona Five. If if Goro if if Goro and Kiryu were in, uh, like if they had joined the Phantom Thieves when they go to like oh, the yeah. when they go to the metaverse, their clothes just wouldn't change because they're already <laughs> yes. criminals. <laughs> they just look exactly the same. Yes. Uh, I want this crossover to happen right now. <laughs> no kidding, right? It'd be perfect. Anyways. Uh, Shona 5, still pretty good. You're almost there. Yeah, it said, uh, the last thing I'll say on it is I think it's this game is going to go down as one of those games like Okami where like the the art direction is so good that it'll look it'll look amazing forever. Mm-hmm. It, kind it's of a, it is so, so beautiful. <laughs> Yeah, that, that reminds me, like, a, a few days back, um, so I forgot who, someone on Twitter called to attention just, like, the general art design that uh, Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne had yep. about still yeah, holds up. Yeah, that me. was awesome. They that was, it yeah. it's like, yes, that's fucking brilliant to, like, start bringing up again, and because that, 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 just the way they frame scenes in that game, like, even though it's, like, not the craziest, like, poly counts or, like, realistic, it's, like, just, just, it's very artistic in the way it, like, kind of just... Yeah depends on like what angle what shot they decided to take how the lighting reflects on things it's so atmospheric it's so good it still holds up and then they compared it to persona 4 with the low-res character models and stuff like that (laughs) yeah persona 3 and 4 were made on the super cheap um but the uh you know because like the interesting i've always thought technical prowess versus art direction is always interesting because like the the classic example i always think of is in 2006 um Okami and Gears of War came out, and when Gears of War came out, it looked really amazing, right? And mm-hmm. then, like, you see it now, and it looks terrible. It's aged horribly, but because it's all just technical, and there's already games that have much better texture work, much better resolution, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas, like, Okami still looks unbelievable. It's it's um, it's like it's important though, of course, that the gameplay is good because El Shaddai had absolutely amazing art direction, but then the gameplay <laughs> oh, man, was El boring. It was so Ooh. boring. I never right. played that. I own it because I used to really. They had the ins- jeans. <laughs> they actually sold the jeans in Japan, like super oh, expensive, oh like three hundred dollars jeans. It's, whatever. It's weird. Like it, they're just like sell. Like they're having some sort of concert or celebration for it for some anniversary for El Shaddai in Japan. Yeah. And it's like 
I don't know who decided this. I don't know if this would be a great idea, but I was like, I don't know, just fucking go for it. I guess it ha- maybe it has a following in Japan that we don't know about. I'm sure it does. Uh, like, they had the, the fifth anniversary of that, but I just remember, yeah, that game still, to this day, I mean, uh, to be fair, that's a PlayStation 3 game versus a PS2 game. But mm-hmm. that game look, still looks really damn good right now. But, like, the other game, I, the only other game I could think of from around that same era is maybe, like, Valkyria Chronicles, because uh, people like to hold yeah. up, like, the Canvas engine mm-hmm. as something that can hold up. And it still really holds up very well. Even with the remastered, it didn't really need it so much, I don't think, because it still looks great. Yeah. So that's just, yeah, as you said, it's like it goes to show, like, uh, art direction can be timeless, like Okami's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, I mean, even, like, in my opinion, even, like, Ocarina of Time, I think, still looks really good. Um, I would put Majora's for, Mask over Ocarina of Time. Oh personally. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's a better that, example. Yeah, especially. Um, actually, it, it's hilarious reading like an old review from back then. Um, <laughs> yeah. When they talk about technical stuff, I remember reading IGN's original Majora's Mask review like last year. Yeah, and it was really funny because they were like, "The draw distance is amazing." Yeah, right? <laughs> it's like, oh, you can walk like ten extra feet than you used to. <laughs> and see stuff. Oh my god, mind blown. <laughs> But oh, yeah, but I mean, I mean, even like Super Nintendo games, like those are all art direction. Oh yeah, you know, Earthbound, you know, like Secret of Mana and stuff like that. Art direction, definitely. That's the be- yeah. best thing about two D games. But I, I do think Persona Five will be one of those, like uh, that it'll look good twenty years from now. Uh, it's just so stunningly gorgeous. Really, is like the first game I think since Okami where it was just the art was just so just staggeringly good. It's but what you yeah. do with the budget that you've got, and I think that's important. And I, and I I'm excited to play it myself. I still haven't gotten to it uh, myself, but I'm sure like that's I think for people that are new to the series, I'm sure that yeah by itself the art design is what's going to draw people into the experience, and uh, hopefully like you mentioned, make it so that they don't mind that the game is like 100 hours long because they'll get so into yeah. the experience and 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 um, you know witnessing something different every chapter or every day. So, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. So yeah, that's Persona a... Five. What, what do you do? You have any plans after Persona Five is over with? Since you're in the final dungeon. Uh, in terms of uh, what I'm playing, I kind of, <laughs> um, I'm not gonna because I'm a FF14 mark, so oh, I'll be getting mark. back into that because Storm <laughs> Stormblood will be out in. Yeah. I can't even believe it. It'll be out in uh, just over a month. Yeah. Uh, the only other game I plan on buying before then is the Friday the Thirteenth video game. Oh. And uh, which, if you don't, if you don't know what that is, it's like a like, what do they call it? The like, you basically like one of you plays as Jason Voorhees and the rest of you all play as camp counselors, and you will have to try and get away. And it, lo- it looks it's hilarious. like Dead by Daylight, or whatever it's called. What was that game? It's like, yeah, it's Dead by Daylight kind yeah. of formula, but it's a, a little more, uh, I think, a little more more fun the dead by daylight games go too quick whereas friday the 13th is i don't know it's the affinity because jason's there and he can i don't know i, I really can't wait to play <laughs> that because it'll be a big break from like i've played like nothing but super long rpgs for like i think like seven months now yeah i went from witcher to final fantasy 9 to you know near automata and a bunch of other stuff i'm not even remembering i played parasite a bunch a whole bunch of stuff and i just want to play something dumb for a bit yep <laughs> I can I, I can tell, I can totally relate to that. I mean, I myself. We'll get to what Jot's been playing after this, but I myself has just been mostly Neo still. Uh, mm. Did you get the new DLC? Uh, yes. I mean, I've got the season pass. I haven't gotten to it yet. What I've decided mm-hmm. to do before I get into the actual DLC is level up my character as much as possible. 
And so I'm around level 300 at this point. <laughs> okay. Uh, I've been playing it nonstop. Uh, I've not gotten to the new patch yet, and it's because I heard that on patch 1.8 of Neo, they adjusted how levels are calculated, and that as soon as you're over the level, I think it's 225 or 230, I forget what it was, um, apparently they changed the way uh, the calculation for earning Amrita, which is the experience points of the game, and so it sounds like just based on that logic, a lot of people are going to lose levels. And they said, oh, we'll give you a Book of Reincarnation, which is just the respec item, uh, if you get, give you that for free if that does happen, which is like, you know, whatever. It's like, I lost like 50 levels. That doesn't make me feel much better. And yeah. they also got rid of the, um, they nerfed weapons as well. Uh, people in the past, I don't know how recently this was, um, people were able to make weapons that like over level 300 or something ridiculous. And so like there's one person I saw a video of that had a weapon that had a base damage of over 1700. And by the end of the game, normally you're at like maybe 800, 900 damage. And with all the familiarity, which the game, the more you use your weapon, the higher familiarity gets, which means the more damage it gets and the stats that it has, the percentages go up as well until it hits like a cap. Uh, this guy made a level seven, like a base damage, 1700 plus weapon, which meant that, um, by the way he specced his character, every time he tried to attack an enemy from behind, it hit over, like, 30,000 damage, and then when he Holy stabbed shit. him in the ground, it was over 50,000 damage, nice. and most bosses right. have nowhere near that much health in their body, nope. even in the new game plus, and so every time he stabbed, it's just, like, instant death for the boss, so I decided to take my time to kind of get something like that on my characters. Um, so they may have capped the level on the weapons themselves, but apparently the base damage still stays the same. And so I've been following, uh, I've been watching like a ton of videos and finding ways to really work my particular character build that I want to have. Have they implemented then, a yeah. PVP yet, Ned? Yes, that was part of the patch as well, uh, okay. which I will also get to. I don't really expect to do much with that. Because uh, have you seen I anything out, out of PVP, like from videos or streamers? Not yet. I haven't. I haven't watched any of that. I mean, other than the fact that it's it was out as of this past week for the DLC, I've not seen anything about it. I haven't actually gone out of my way to look for it, um, just because that doesn't really interest me at all. Um, right. Mostly because like my interest is mostly on the revenants as far as fighting other players, which is the computer controlled um, enemies that die, and you could just resurrect at any point and fight them to try to get their equipment. That's just how that game works. Um, but I've found, like, a full-on grinding gear, <laughs> like a farming build that I can I can switch to to just uh, farm for Amita. And then I just plan on going straight to the story DLC because I want to experience all of that. Um, I try to make myself as overpowered as possible because, for me, that's just where I found to have a lot of fun. I like uh -huh. to spend a lot of time farming and farming and farming until I can get myself ready. So I plan on starting that... Um, story dlc sometime this upcoming week uh but like just like you know kyle was talking about it's that i've been reviewing so many games lately that were super long like i had atelier ferris and tokiden 2 and then of course neo and then uh, a bunch of other games not long before then that i just sort of wanted to this is like so far neo has been something that i've i've found a lot of uh enjoyment playing and once i'm done with that i might 
decided to switch to I don't know. I've apparently I've access to either Prey or Mass Effect, and so I might switch to one of those. I know, of course, the opinion on Mass Effect, but I still want to play it. I don't yeah. care. I've mm-hmm. enjoyed games that people despise for one reason or another. I mean, I reviewed a ton of those games that people have no opinion of. So uh, I've I'm I decided to sort of experience it for myself, and you know those weird pictures people post like I. For a, if a game is forty hours long, I'm not going to be too bothered by some weird animation issues. So I'm still interested in playing it, even if uh, just because I I beat all the other Mass Effect games, and I just feel within me to at least give it a try. I mean, they're they're slowly like you know patching that up as well, so you 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 kind of benefit out of that too. Yeah, and I don't have any sort of personal attachment to many of the characters from the Mass Effect series. It was more the. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, atmosphere and the places I went to and and the and the the uh, the systems that were at play. It wasn't so much getting to see you know Shepard or uh, any of the other uh, characters. I'm blanking right now on the characters as you can tell. Uh, but like I I didn't like many of them and so I don't really care if if like they're not <laughs> as best. And you know maybe that just means my expectations are going to be low going to this. So I'm I'll be hopefully pleasantly surprised. But that might be it. Um, but I want to, like, I don't really know if I want to get straight into an RPG. I plan on doing something more this summer about focusing more, like, on smaller experiences, uh, so independent games and things like that. I feel like we could be doing a lot more with those games than we are now. Because um, I know, uh, Josh, you've been playing some Kamiko, and that's yeah. one of those games that is only five bucks even in japan is like 500 yen and you know those shorter experiences but um kind of blown away uh, kind of out of nowhere and i feel like there's way more of those games out there that people aren't really talking about or at least um on on the size of a site as ours and so i would love to be able to sort of find those games and expose them to a wider audience and you know maybe find games that uh each one of us will sort of find uh, some surprise enjoyment out of so I'm I'm looking forward to that but other than that um, out of Neo once I'm done with that story DLC I might uh, it sounds like I might be reviewing that Utoa Romano game Underwater Romano uh, I'll, <laughs> I might be I think I'll be reviewing that game uh, Yakuza Zero is still over there Pure Pure Tetris is still over there uh, that actually I might be playing Pure Pure Tetris now that I think there that, we go the be. real answer I keep seeing pictures and pictures of the crazy. Uh, localization that game got that and you know i i really i've been waiting all this time to play like an english version of that after playing the japanese version i should really just take the time uh now that i've got a little bit of it into partaking that but let's get to what you've been playing josh so yeah, yeah. kamiko has been your uh i know you've got a review that we're going to be publishing soon but how's been your general experience with that Kamiko is a, is, is a neat little game. It's definitely a, a nice break from all the long-ass RPGs that we play. Yeah. Um, it's it's For me, it's a little bit too simple, though. Uh, just on a blind playthrough, you, you get to uh, play as one of three Shrine Maidens uh, in that uh, game. But yeah. just the whole game in general is, I played like in less than an hour, and then subsequent playthroughs with the other two characters, you can easily be like in 25 to 30 minutes. Um, it's you know your typical like kind of top down hack and slash uh, you know but the nice pixel art and nice uh, animations on it. There's only like four stages. They all have nice environmental variety, but the things that you do in them are fairly similar to one another. Uh, the main objective in each of these stages is that you activate uh, four shrines at the, each corner of the map, and they all feed into like this uh, central like hub that like you activate like these pillars of and then they all light up and then uh, you go back there and that's when you gain access like to the gateway to the boss 
and then so you beat that boss and then you go on to the next stage it's all it's all fairly simple the way you kind of navigate through these uh shrines uh, in the level there's like some light puzzle elements here and there whether it's like carrying a key from a chest to a door so you kind of like dodge enemies on the way there or um just uh, like activating like time platforms so you like hit a switch and then you have to like cross this platform in a certain amount of time before it disappears that the window on that is actually kind of tight um but it's just the the experience itself is it's a fun to play like when you're just like kind of navigating through levels but the content is so slim in it and like each of the characters that you play they go through the exact same story and exact same stages nothing about them changes the only thing that changes is in the story and ending scenes of them like you swap a few pixels out for their costume it's like okay that's the other character but the 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 dialogue is exactly the same um combat is fairly simple in itself you have this uh, main like attack button that you can combo into each other but you have this sp gauge that, that that's a, which is like the only kind of thing that you manage in the game, uh, where you can use that to you know activate the shrines and open chests, um, but you can also use SP to um, you hold down the attack button after, once you get 50 SP, and then you can so use a, some sort of super attack. Like for example, if you're using the the chick that has this big ass sword, she'll like spin around in circles with with the sword, or the archer will fire like a, a volley of homing arrows. Uh, to all the enemies on screen. Uh, the cool thing about this is that uh, once you start uh, killing enemies without getting damage, you start a combo chain. The higher this uh, combo chain goes, the more SP you get out of them. So after like 16 or 17 combos, every enemy that you kill, you start getting a shitload of SP <laughs> out of them. So the the whole focus of the game is very much speed running. Uh, it, like your time done, every time you complete a stage, you see... You know how much time it took you to complete that stage and your overall time in your in your current run. Uh, you can also uh, in the options turn on like a, a timer to you know kind of practice that. But uh, it's an it's a it's an all right game. Uh, but for five dollars, there are definitely more competent games you know in that genre. Or even to, if you're wanting to spend a little bit more, like say games like Hyper Light Drifter, like those are just a better bang for your buck. It's it's a it's a neat little thing for Switch. But even even at that low price point. I still think it's there, it could be something a lot more, but it's just not there. But I, I had my my fun with it. It's especially like you know, kind of messing around with three characters. All all that really changes in three characters is the obviously the weapons that they uh, wield. So you you go about a combat just a little bit differently. Like I think the the coolest one of them is this uh, other uh, other character that is armed with like a mirror, but you use like a boomerang, and every time you, you deploy that boomerang. Or type weapon, yeah, you have access to a dagger as like it's flying back to you, so it's easy to like rack up combos with her. But it's it's, it's okay. The music is nice. There's like a nice real somber tone to it. But oh. Kamiko is, uh, I, I don't know. It's it's okay, passable, but not necessarily great or significant. Yeah, I would expect a very deep experience for five bucks. But it sounds like at least that uh, that art style does carry it through the whole game. Yeah, so. Yeah. Uh and also I've been uh kind of still working my way along Dragon Quest Heroes too. And my feelings on that are I still think the gameplay systems are really good, but I've been having this like this weird problem the more I play into it, and I talked about this a little bit with you, Zach. Mm-hmm. It has this weird inverse problem that uh in from Dragon Quest Heroes One. Like in Dragon Quest Heroes One, the gameplay was 
like it wasn't really there because it focused so much on base defenses and you know escorting or protecting missions and it just got and it's like wave based so it got really tiresome uh and just kept on throwing you more and more into it but the but the plot itself was like it's okay like the characters were all right the, the there's some the, the way that different like crossover characters interact with one, one another was clever at times at dragon quest heroes one and and dragon quest heroes 2 it's just the general plot of it is super forgettable like i i don't really like the way that they kind of rush through the story it's very much uh something happens at the kingdom then you go off into this other next story beat you meet the next cro- dragon quest crossover character you kind of bear you get introduced to another character there and something a conflict happens but nothing n- nothing really feels like as cohesive as it was in the first one it's very it feels very rushed and like in your face like we got this it feels like a check mark through a story not necessarily you're not necessarily engaging with like any of the characters you're just kind of it's just like you're a kind cliff of, notes version of what actually exactly. happened. Exactly. Or like a watching the movie version of a TV sh- series or something like that. Yeah, and th- this kind of really, uh, in the, uh, just since this past week, uh, a little bit of news came out, like they're doing uh, Dragon Quest Heroes 2, like, st- like side stories for like the different crossover characters. Yeah, the DLC. And I, 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 yeah, it's like free DLC. And I can mm-hmm. see why they do that, because those crossover characters might as well be cardboard cutouts at the main story. They don't really interact much with, like they say like one line, in a scene but then really don't interact with each other they're not really talking to each other they're more interacting with the main cast rather than also talking to themselves amongst themselves as well and that's uh it's a it's a real shame because i i feel like the, they could have really done well on both ends of the spectrum they already have the gameplay stuff down now they have a really lackluster you know plot overall plot going on and i just it, it it's it's kind of rough getting through it because I don't feel motivated to know more, know more about the story. Because, frankly, I just I've lost interest in them. They, oh. there have been like some major happenings that been going on in the plot, but I don't know if it's a little too late. But I, I'm, I'm gonna keep on going through it. I really want to see it to its conclusion, see if they manage to like pick it up a little. But you know, it, it's a, it's a little bit of a shame that the, that was the, like the compromise in that game. I will say though that there are certain char- returning characters. That like uh, actually I don't know if it's my, if Maya's returning or not. I think she is. Uh, she seems a lot better in this game. I think she was in the first game, and she just she's like she feels unstoppable in this game. So that's real good. So at least that even if the story doesn't sound like it's been better, the gameplay has been improved at least. Yeah, and the, the yeah. gameplay is still like it feels. I, I don't know if it's just there's like a, a weird uneven. I don't know if it's uneven uneven difficulty, but the, like the recent mission that I just came through is just like a, like a big big story, like chain of like really tough fights and like holding out and kind of it probably dragged out way longer than it should have, kind of relative to the rest of the game, but um, it's the it it I like that it feels challenging at times, but that's like the only part that actually felt truly challenging. So I'm I'm hoping that this is like where it actually starts picking up on the difficulty. Also, Carver is fucking amazing in that game too. <laughs> He's real good. So you've got that uh working on a review as well. And mm-hmm. so once that's over though, then what's after that? That's uh, I'm probably gonna start uh Trails in the Sky the third after that. Uh so I keep forgetting that game just came out. We've got a review yeah. up on the site and Brian loved it apparently. Apparently, yeah. it's his favorite of the three. Uh, just like kind of what you were insinuating last time when we were talking about it uh, with Adam, it sounded like that was your favorite as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I'm really interested to see like uh, how the localization 
uh, you know, was going for this game. It's it's a, I just like revisiting this game because it's such a unlike unlike the first two games for like it, you know, of course like there's a strong narrative focus, but I don't think like the gameplay really shined in the first two games, mm-hmm. and in the third, it this is like really where it kind of it restructures the whole thing to like make a better gameplay experience, like just really focus and double down on that, yeah. which is crazy to think about. I'm not really looking forward to playing through one, two, and three because <laughs> yeah, that's, like, that's, that's a substantial that's a journey. That's a lot of time, and I still have it to is. get around to beating uh, Cold Steel too. So I might do that before I even step foot back into the Chosen Sky series. So with that, let's go ahead and head into news now. First up, um, Nintendo came out with the details of the Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild DLC pack that's coming out. So aside from details uh, regarding some of the things they were talking about, like one of the things they were saying was that, uh, and this is sort of, they kept it super vague. There was going to be like this super secret thing that you can do with the map. Uh, I don't know if that, I think that's like a late stage thing where it apparently is about where you can, uh, you'll be able to see like where you've been uh, on the map itself. Like there's, they show you all the different places you've, you've gone to. As, yeah, like, the hero's path mode. The hero's mm-hmm. path mode, which, you know, uh, it sounds kind of neat. Uh, but I need to see it in action. It seems it sounds super weird on paper. Yeah, because like, I mean, you've seen like on uh, on some RPGs where like there's a line that trails behind you about where you've been and it disappears yeah. uh, after a while. But I don't know how useful that was or that would be uh, for having that. But I think that the the more important detail that came out was that they patched in eight new language options, which just sounds like that's all the languages <laughs> that crazy. the game was dubbed into. Yeah. So for people yeah. who don't know, um, you were in the past able to switch the language. I mean, you still are. You, you can switch the language on the Switch, and with that, it would switch the language of Zelda as well, Breath of the Wild, I mean. Um, but the problem is, is that it would also change the text. Now with yeah. this, it sounds like they just went ahead and opened uh, the access to allow players to just choose the the voiced uh, language that they wanted to, uh, while keeping the text the same. So it's not I don't dual know. audio; it's non-airy audio now. Exactly, this is it's next level. Multiple, mm-hmm. multiple voice options, and so I don't know if it's just that they had trouble thinking about uh, syncing up the text, like the the subtitles with the voices. Which I, I assume that's like the most challenging part of that, um, just keeping everything at a good pace. But mm-hmm. I'm this is pretty incredible that they did that because the, for one thing, obviously this has never happened in the Zelda series series in the past where you had this option. Then again, there wasn't really much voicing going on in the past. It was mostly just you know either fake languages or something like that. Like oh, I don't know you, ooh, but I want to I, I want to hear hey listen in these other languages now. Yeah, just like a lot of groans and like oh ooh, like before they start talking. Um, but I think that's pretty damn cool because uh, yeah. obviously that was one of the biggest complaints uh, especially like when you first he- heard Zelda's voice in the first trailer the first big trailer for Zelda Breath of the Wild uh, people comparing the different voices about like her reactions to when she threw herself into Link's arms and they're like oh the German voice is way better than the the English and then the Russian and then the but I, I actually want to hear the german dub for that i kind of want to delve into that it's i think it's great that you can switch it i don't know how uh it'll behave like are you able to switch at any point or do you have to like restart your game because i know there's definitely games i haven't like, messed with it yeah yeah koi tecmo does that where like i think the, or maybe it was Gus that you have to like um restart the game to uh when you want to change the language track but i'm curious to see what that also is but do you know like the other details about the patches 
yeah, the yeah. pack. So, oh, the armor, the, yeah. That's yeah, all I forgot just, about. Just that. for the, just for you know, for everyone listening, the the other languages that were added were Japanese, French, uh, France, French, Canadian, French, German, uh, Spain, Spanish, Latin American, Spanish, uh, Italian, and Russian. Mm-hmm. Those were the other languages. There's just quite a fucking lot. That's a lot. But a uh, dub just for for. French Canadian. I'm yeah, that's really surprised. Yeah, dialect, you know? <laughs> that's like that's one. That's one province they made a dub for. Speaking as they a fellow really... Canadian, how do you feel about that? I'm really impressed, honestly, because like <laughs> French is one of is like Spanish, where like the, it changes a lot from the French Canadian to uh, France. Like mm-hmm. it's it's the same language, but it's a lot different. It's like Spanish and Mexican uh, or something like that, you know. Like there's definitely yeah, yeah. differences. Differences. Okay. Yeah, and I just I don't know if, if that would warrant a whole nother dub, but that's Nintendo, I guess. Um, is I'm it is it impressed. true that French Canadian like if the, like over in Canada like they just sound pissed every time they say it? Is that true? Uh, I've never been over to that side of the country, so I wouldn't okay. know. Yeah, but that's all um, opposite side, right? Yeah, that's the Mexico. Mexico is closer than uh, Montreal. Yeah, um, but uh, <laughs> it is to where I am. But yeah, that, that that's I did not know that. That's really impressive. <laughs> uh, other things that were uh, these are now the DLC contents. The only the patches only the languages. So apart, apart from the Heroes Path mode, which is weird because it's like it pulls up your last two hundred hours of playtime to do it. Um, we have uh, a, a new Korok mask that you can find, and then this is actually really helpful because when you wear it, it'll actually uh, the mask will start shaking when like a Korok uh, is hidden, and there's like some there's like some crazy number of Koroks that are in the game, like what 600, 700 or oh, more. Oh, it's a collectible, isn't it? Is that why? I mean, yeah, the, the Koroks you collect and expand your inventory in that game. Yeah, I yeah. played it. Sorry, so I'm, it's all it's okay. Yeah. And then uh, you can you now have a tra- travel medallion that you can find as well, and this will create like a, a temporary like travel point to exactly where you are on the map. So you don't have to rely on like a shrine or a, or a tower to fast travel to. Um, also, a neat thing is the there's gonna be new equipment, like eight uh, pieces of new equipment from just the overall Legend of Zelda series. I think uh, like there's Majora's Mask uh, as one of them. You can also uh, find characters like Midna. And tingle. Up as tingle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, the costume. Really want to, if costume. you really want to, oh man, I really want to see like story scenes of that on. Hmm. That's how and, you, like, uh, you really hurt the emotional <laughs> impact of a scene is by wearing an alternate <laughs> costume in any RPG, <laughs> like bikini or outfit, when you're facing the final boss. That just destroys it. That happens. The, the, that I, I should. I have to say this is uh-huh. there, there's one scene in Persona Five where you have to. Um, you can put like there's there's swimsuit DLC in Persona Five, and there's one character like I'll just I'll keep it vague, but there's one NPC you talk to that's like you have to come back to me after you put on a swimsuit, and it's like I'm we're <laughs> wearing one like because like in the story you have to put one on, oh, but yeah. if you put on the DLC they'll be like you're oh. not in a swimsuit, I'm like no I clearly am. Bitch, look at me. <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! Oh Anyways, yeah, they put sorry. out the Devil Summoner and Catherine DLC for custom DLC for Persona Five. That's, That's awesome. Good. That's really cool. uh, yeah, it looks awesome. The, anyway. the two the two last things about this uh, DLC that are really cool is there's this uh, trial of the sword uh, challenge, in which like there's a 45 room kind of trial where Link starts out with like any no weapons and armor, and he, as he defeats enemies, that's how he has to like gain his weapons and armor to proceed through that, and that's really cool. So it's kind of like a lot of improvised. Um, 
uh, combat in that. And also, they're finally adding the hard mode uh, for Breath of the Wild in this. And then, like, there are tiers of enemies that uh, will go up. So, like, the red bokoblins uh, will, you know, be there instead of mm-hmm. uh, blue blue ones. And then you'll encounter, like, more high-ranking enemies throughout um, the world in general. And also, the enemies will start recovering health in combat. So, you have to kind of... It pushes you to be more aggressive in combat instead of like hanging back and like trying to like regain your uh, footing and a just chip really... away from afar like a exactly. dragon and demon soul something like that. Yeah. Yep. So you really have to work on that. I'm I'm very curious to see what that game is going to be like in in a month from now, just because they keep putting out all these interesting patches and things like that, which. Wasn't like Nintendo's like usual, usual like Zelda patch notes was like improve the enjoyability or something like that. Like that's that oh, yeah. super vague. <laughs> so now we got some like concrete details about what exactly they're making changes with. But improve this is this is I'm glad that at least the the audio options are like free. I, I'm glad it's not part of like the expansion pass. Yeah, bullshit or that'd something be like that. really bad. I think was. everyone would be super upset about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. You know, uh, the armor DLC looks fascinating, but I don't know if it's like enough to sell me on a, on a pass but you know i i look to play i look forward to play that game sometime um on my wii u sometime soon because you know still waiting for the switch to kind of sell itself to me but you uh-huh. know we've only got a month a little over a month until what's like was that is that six 14? weeks five to six weeks until e3 so i'm i'm curious to see what else they put out maybe they'll announce even more zelda dlc at that point um i'm sure they will maybe you can Breath change the wild too yeah oh <laughs> I want I want a Four Swords Adventures for the Switch. Then I'd instantly buy it because oh, imagine that taking really it. Good, yeah, yeah, like you would take it on on the go with you and play it like that, and you play with your friends, you know, up to four players. That would be perfect. I think that series would be perfect on there. I dig it. Totally dig it. I like it. So let's uh, let's go into this next piece of news. <laughs> so this is something that uh, was reported quite a while a ways back. Uh, like months ago and the Kotaku picked this up recently so that rumor going around about Mario and the Rabbids franchise coming together <laughs> for a new RPG apparently it's true uh Kotaku if you know people have their opinions about that site but if all else they always put out rumors that almost always turn out to be true kind of like Eurogamer and so I believe them in this so yeah it's Rabbids Kingdom Battle RPG <sighs> It's a crossover mm-hmm. rumor for Switch in August. It's yeah, set to be released in August or September. I guess they need something to fill the gap between now and Super Mario Odyssey or something. But that's I'm not expecting like a substantial game. But if they're going to be making something like that, one, it I guess it kind of comes down to who's developing it. Is it Nintendo or is it Ubisoft? Because you know, you know, if anything. Ubisoft has made RPGs in the past that I kind of like, you know, uh, was it Child, Child of Light? Child of Light, yeah, exactly. That was a good turn-based RPG. I just think that, and this is the, my feeling when I first heard this rumor, it's like Mario is picking up the rabbits. Like, they're lifting them by the bootstraps where the minions kind of ate the rabbits, like cannibalism. <laughs> like, they kind of <laughs> ate them alive, and like there's no more interest in the rabbits franchise whatsoever. So what the hell? Like, couldn't they create yeah. like a whole new story uh new like characters but for some I, I i would be not surprised if like it still sells very well because not only is mario a household name but the rabbits franchise i'm sure has got still got legs uh, but i just 
who are these people? It's so totally, ups- it's so upsetting. I totally uh, forgot that rabbits like like rab- the only, when I think of rabbits, I think of like two thousand like nine on the Wii, like when they were the, or maybe even oh, yeah. seven when they, they were, really when rabbits like, like, yeah, was like seven, first came out, and like I didn't even know that like. Like, There's been about six or seven of them. Yeah, I, I had no idea that like that this was still a franchise. I totally I, forgot. It's existed. a Wii U launch title as well. Like, I think I, you know they've been in their the Rayman games that came out, like Legends and stuff like that. They were in there too. But mm-hmm. you know, it, it's it's just so disappointing to hear that they do that. I don't like I said. I don't expect like this to be a big game. But the way that they're mm-hmm. treating like the Mario and Luigi franchise and stuff like that, like I just like is this really what know, we're man. gonna get? You know, know. like. Uh, uh, I, I need to see that artwork that they were uh, describing in the the source article, in which uh, quote Mario and friends wielding guns that shoot laser beams. <laughs> Man, and apparently there's going to be eight playable characters of Mario, Luigi, Yoshi, and Peach, and four rabbits dressed up as them. Great. Well, this is like this is like Mario 3D Land or something like that at this point, right? And it just turned mm-hmm. up. Is this supposed to be like a? Oh, okay, I'm looking at it now. Is this supposed it's to be a, like a regular RPG, like an action RPG, a, or it, turn based? It says it says turn based combat, yeah. two player local co op, and I guess that this is going to be powered by the Snowdrop engine, which powered the Division. So oh, it is Ubisoft <laughs> development, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I would assume uh, it was if the rabbits were involved. Two player um, local co op and a goofy yeah. sense of humor. <laughs> oh man! Can't wait! Can't wait! <sighs> Hopefully this just like ends with like Bowser just sweeping up and like actually eating all the rabbits. As, as if as if game of the year contenders weren't already plentiful enough. They just had to <laughs> drop this one on us. I know. I mean, how's anyone gonna fucking compete? Near Persona, move the fuck out. Uh, Red yeah. Redemption two, not gonna win yeah. this one. Uh, rabbits are just gonna <laughs> oh fucking my God. Rabbits are back. What else is gonna come back from the Wii generation? Like, are we gonna get a Deadly Creatures two? Oh, okay. All right. Go do you on. Remember, do you remember Deadly Creatures? You said that on Twitter and actually that. reminded me that I actually enjoyed that game. I know. But yeah. I never, it was so I never, bizarre and over the top. It, loved, it was awesome. I, I never played it, but for people that don't know, Deadly Creatures was an action game with like Billy Bob Thornton and Dennis Hopper voicing two humans, but you yes. played as tarantula as a tarantula and a scorpion like fighting other bugs she was it was wild man it was a one weird game i wish i, I wish i could play it but yeah anyway that, that that needs a remaster I, I i watched the ending because someone told me what the ending was and i didn't believe them but you basically crawl into billy bob thornton's like like crotch over and over and sting him in the dick until he dies <laughs> i never actually do that i think that's real good it was yeah. it was awful it's like it was like that game and then there was like escape from bug island like those two games came out like <laughs> close to each other i think because i remember when those two came out they were so insane and especially escape from bug island if i'm not mistaken there was like uh like a bidding war for i forget it was deadly creatures or something like that like or escape from bug island but there was like a bidding war to publish this game it was garbage. <laughs> so, uh, I, but I love I love those those crazy like you know uh, B movie design. Yeah, the only other games. immediate like B like movie kind of thing for the Wii that pops to mind right now is Disaster Day of Crisis. And yeah, I remember, like, yeah. Uh, what, whatever, oh, I remember that. What was that game that was like being worked on that? never got released oh i know what you're talking about yeah it's that one that the developer like i think the same developers working and they had like some weird crossovers like godzilla was gonna be in it yeah 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 Yeah. i was like a a guy trying to help a bunch of people escape from a tsunami or something like that yeah an actual tsunami happened and that i remember i don't don't know if that actually got released i think it did it just got delayed by a long time 
It just the never got, it was a side guide. The Wii got so many weird, like, third-party games like that. Like, I remember, just, there was, what was that one shooter? There was a shooter that was really popular on the Wii. Uh, oh, God, what is it called? Resident was, Evil Chronicles. Or I loved that game. That game, <laughs> <was> <laughs> that game was awesome. Yeah. But uh, I didn't play Dark Side Chronicles. Umbrella Chronicles ruled, though. Oh, God, what was that shooter? It, not, it was like a Geist type thing. Remember Geist on the GameCube? Uh, oh, shit. God, what is that game? Yeah, uh, like that, the, the, there was a shooter that like it had pretty good graphics for the Wii and like Kevin Sorbo was in it and shit. I feel like oh. I know what you're talking about, and I, I, all I need is one screenshot of that to like make me remember yeah. what it is. Oh, oh this is uh, gonna bother me. Let's see, the conduit or something like that. The conduit. Oh, oh my god! Okay. I don't know oh why. <laughs> I just randomly thought about the conduit because there was a sequel too, and it was bad. <laughs> the conduit yeah, that had like fucking Hercules. It had Hercules in it for some reason. <laughs> uh what a weird like there's so many games like I, that because I, I what's the because, conduit like one of like the like one of the big touters from the Wii Motion hardcore Plus thing? gamers yeah yeah was... hard yeah because like the Wii the Wii was basically a system where like it was basically like it was sold like absurd numbers because of one game yep. um, because of Wii Sports the packing such, game not the it, it was rate. such it was such a phenomenon. And like, I guess lots of like those people bought Mario Kart as well. I don't know. I, I just hope that like somewhere, someone out there in some meeting room that's high up is like, we should probably remaster like Zack and Wiki and Arkwright's Fantasia. Oh, I would love Zack and Wiki. I don't give a crap about Arkwright's Fantasia, but Zack and Wiki would be awesome. Like, Arkwright's Fantasia have Japanese audio though because the English dub for that is Jack and Zack. Another weird ass game for the Wii was Elibits. Oh uh, yeah, like that. It, would, it was just like well, it was just like about like moving objects in a room or something. It was like yeah, it's like, it's like capture like electricity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want so fragile weird... dreams. Like those are like a bunch of games that didn't get the appreciation they deserved. You know? I never played Mad World. I wish I did. Uh, that's anyways, like, like, that's right. one game that could be on Steam. You know, that should be on Steam. Mad World. Anyways, yeah, I can, it, 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 yeah, they didn't really rely on motion controls, so I think no. could... yeah, 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 totally, it totally could do something like that. Just like. Just like Bayonetta, it's like Bayonetta doesn't really need to be on those systems. It's like it's perfectly fine, like on a PC release. So, mm-hmm. anyways, Ooh. speaking of remasters, though, there was more details that came about that Phantom Dust. Like they put out some new screenshots. They did say, um, like Phil Spencer did say that that game was supposed to be out before E3, and so it makes sense that we're now getting more details about that. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just the, the, there's not really much to say about it. It's like it's a, they're they're finally putting it on a 16 by 9 aspect ratio. It renders at 1080p on Xbox One, and then you can go up to 4K on PC on it. 4K uh, Phantom Dust, like yeah, uh, wild, like well, all right, sure. <laughs> but like and that's then, the game that's supposed to be like uh, cross buy, right? Like it's supposed to be a Windows 10 and Xbox One, just like before. yeah, the Xbox Anywhere thing. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. It was announced as that. I it was weird because like last E3, it wasn't even announced at the Microsoft conference. It was announced at the YouTube Gaming uh, meet, uh, conference or whatever, or like the the meeting that they had, and they just randomly announced it there, which is kind of upsetting because you know whatever happened to Phantom Dust Two <laughs> or the rebooted Phantom Dust anyway. So. Clearly, this is supposed to be like kind of testing the waters to see if this is something that people still want. It's weird because there's some real like weird minor changes to it. Like all the card data in that game is now on stored on Microsoft servers. So if there's any like any rapid like response to like tweak the game balance from in the multiplayer, for example, they can do that like on the fly there. And um, they're kind of like changing a little bit on the single player story. Not necessarily like the 
the the story beats. But like for example, at the beginning of the game, you don't, you're not they're they're no longer preventing you from uh, getting like the games like core deck building mechanic. Uh, the you can like hop into it just right uh, right on the go. And also, if you fail any mission three times, you can choose to skip it, and you'll still get the rewards. It's kind of crazy to think about like that game. That game was a lot of fun, and I remember like people up until the Xbox Live server shut down. There was people still trying to, you know, extend the life of it like they were doing with Halo. Phantom to Death was another one of those games that people were trying to extend at the time. And people don't really remember this, but the peop- the person that made Phantom Dust is the same guy who created Panzer Dragoon. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, that's that was kind of like th- this legacy that he has. Like, he, uh, Yukio Futatsuki, he made uh, all... Th- all three of the original Panzer Dragoon games. I mentioned this last time that, you know, Orta is kind of like the non-canon uh, release. But, yeah, one, Zwei, and Saga. And so, like, all else he's got is, like, Crimson Dragon. So I wonder if, like, he's actually having some sort of input on that. Because he, he said, like, a few years ago, he, I, I remember a story about this. Sorry to cut you off. But yeah, that's fine. He was working on He was He had ideas for a sequel to phantom dust and then they went out and said they wanted to reboot it but he's like i would totally go to kickstarter if you if if people wanted to have a new phantom dust and so i wonder if like this will help spark that you know what was that um one launch uh xbox one game it had like i feel like there's like a red dragon or something there's something from the panzer dragoon dude at the launch of xbox oh, one yeah 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 i know what you're talking uh, xbox one oh, was it xbox oh yeah, one? yeah 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 it was xbox. yeah yeah oh that's what i said crimson dragon yeah yeah, Crimson Dragon. Oh, okay, yeah. I thought you, oh, I still got, I thought it was like original Xbox. Like, so I had like, all these ideas for like Xbox games. Oh, uh, a uh, breakdown. Like, I don't know too many. <laughs> there, of these there, games. Was, there was a, wasn't there a sequel to Panzer Dragoon on Xbox? On Orta. the original Xbox? Yeah, Orta. Orta. Yeah, that's what yeah, I was talking yeah. about. Yeah. You weren't here for that yeah. conversation, Kyle, but I was talking yeah. about how the, um, the girl from Panzer Dragoon Orta is supposed to be the offspring of the two main characters in Panzer Dragoon Saga, uh, Edge and and uh, Azel. And so, but the creator of Panzer Dragoon himself, so like it's supposed to be. I I, I liken it to like the Boo Saga and the Dragon Ball Z series. It's like it's like that thing where like they were done with Panzer Dragoon with Saga, but they wanted to make another one, and so they just kind of shoehorned it in <laughs> so that's that's kind of what happened with that mm. um, Majin Buu really was the worst Dragon Ball Z villain out of the big was. three out of Super Buu had the best free... theme song though so I'm okay <laughs> Cell was pretty cool and yeah. then Frieza was the best where Buu is just like this is just like a pink like angry bubblegum thing it was kind of <laughs> messed up though because he turned all those people to cookies and ate them all like cannibal like they straight up like ate a lot of people <laughs> i thought i thought about this recently but it's pretty fucked yeah but if you think about it this way like cell right. used to shove entire people up his ass to get stronger that's true oh, like, that's, that's pretty fucked up, up. Yeah. yeah like like he, he was a power bottom for sure uh, oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, and the problem the worst part is like teen gohan looks so badass and then they ruined him in the in, as adult gohan which apparently i heard he, they made him better in dragon ball super but you know other Anyways, but yeah, I, going I back derailed to, it again. <laughs> going back to Phantom Dust. I, I feel like, I feel like I need to like watch a little bit of Dragon Ball Super, if not just for the fillers. Because apparently there's like a there's a baseball game filler in Super that's fucking amazing. What? No, yeah. no one knows like the rules of it except like one oh, person. Oh, because they brought back the Yamcha uh, meme. That's that's what I remember from that. Like, Great. They, they, like in the bottom of a crater, like looking like with his arms sticking out. Yeah, that's apparently what's happening there. Um, <laughs> but yeah. 
Phantom Dust, I'm very interested in playing that game again because it was definitely a highly underrated game. It just wasn't advertised that much. Like, I remember going back, uh, was it uh, G4 Tech TV or something like that? Cinematech, they had a trailer for Phantom Dust, and I got so excited about that game, just seeing the footage from that. Because uh, it had such a unique style to it, and I was curious to see more of it. And I got to play a ton of it because it, like, by the time I got around to playing it, the game was like five bucks at GameStop. <laughs> so I, I spent a good amount of time with that. I would love to see it um, get the appreciation it deserves now. It's like the Valkyrie Chronicles. Like, not many people bought it back then, but now there's like a newfound yeah, appreciation. I wonder now. if it'll like, yeah, get back in a meaningful way into the the, the scene. And I think it hopefully... will. I think it will. It's like, it's I got a lot so. of cool hooks to it, you know. Yeah. Besides that, though, going to the other piece of news, we were kind of on a Nintendo hook there, so let's continue a little with, with the last piece of news regarding that. There's new uh, details about the Fire Emblem Echoes Shadows of Valencia DLC packs that apparently amounts to a lot of money. <laughs> what yeah, the, they have a season pass up for forty four ninety nine, uh coming up on May 19th <sighs> with 22 pieces of content. But, you know, this isn't, like, a new thing for Fire Emblem recently. Like, no, Awakening had DLC, DLC, a shitload of DLC. Bates had a shitload of DLC. So, you know, it's yeah. it's it's a lot of, you know, what you'd expect from typical Fire Emblem DLC these days is, you know, more new dungeons, uh, more, like, pieces of content to, like, make grinding easier, maps for more items, money, experience. Um, so you have, like, those challenge maps as well that have, like, harder, if you want, if you're looking for something more uh, challenging in the game. And then they also have this uh, DLC pack number five that they won't say anything about. And DLC pack four has like new story content, like a it's like a prologue pack, uh, which is kind of a weird thing to like relegate to DLC. So I'm I'm kind of a little bit miffed about that. Um, but yeah, it, all these uh, DLC packs are kind of over all all across the board for for uh, pricing. So like without that season pass. You're looking at like the first one being eight bucks, the second one being ten bucks, third being fifteen, and the fourth being thirteen, and the last one being like six bucks. So, I mean, if you if you think you're gonna get a lot of mileage out of Shadows of Valentia, I'm sure it's gonna be more uh, worth it. But it's I, I never really uh, stick around Fire Emblem that long for me to engage in the DLC content, unless it's like the Fate scenario where you know the the DLC not really DLC because it was on the the three pack one. But the revelation one was, you know, kind of the thing that needed to unify the two together. So that's your Echoes DLC, I guess, coming mm. up soon. May 19th. Yeah. I don't know anything about Fire Emblem, to be honest. <laughs> uh, it's it's an okay series, but I think it has, mm, I don't know. I, I was going to say more bad games than good games than I thought about. It. I'm like, I don't know, actually. Maybe it's like 50-50. Ooh. Mm. I mean, I know, uh, people... to be fair, a bunch of them haven't been localized, so that would not a bunch actually, only a few at this point, right? Like, yeah, eventually they're just going to get like remade or remastered, like Echoes is. So <laughs> we'll get them in one way or another. Uh, mm. I, I guess it depends on if we're counting uh, Fates as one game or three separate games. There yeah, we go, the great equalizer because oh, Conquest is the only good one. <laughs> I'm glad we don't have to have that stupid conversation this year. Like, which one are we counting? Is it this one or the other one? That was that that, that was a great the other year. So dumb, <laughs> so dumb because it's like a it's like a technicality, and I'm glad we didn't like move forward with like it. Like, we're just going to choose this one and just stick with it because. It represents the whole series. Like, no, that's, that's a dumb... It was I hope dumb Nintendo never does that shit again. <laughs> no, please no. 2017 Game of the Year is going to be hard enough without that bullshit. So, yeah. uh, 
not call it bullshit. I think we had a very good point about calling it. Like, was it? I forget what, what award we gave it. Was it writing or? Uh, I don't no, know. not handheld. writing. Definitely not writing. Definitely um, not. Yeah. I think it was talking about the you know, the handheld games. Handheld, yeah. Because yeah, I should have said say one, not one, but I think it was yeah. a runner up. Anyway, um, yeah, Final Echoes, Shadows of Valencia. What's that out? Like May nineteenth. Yeah, May nineteenth. Yeah. My favorite day. So yeah, so the so the season pass of the first DLC will be up on the same day. Hmm. It comes it. out. So now uh, we move into kind of the more interesting piece of news. Now, uh, Code Vein, which is a game mm-hmm. that Ben and Emco was teasing for a while there. Uh, people obviously speculation <laughs> ran wild about what exactly that was, and then leading up to the debut trailer, uh, they. Ben and Emco's Twitter account, and I'm probably on Facebook too, but I just watched there. Um, they were putting out stills for the trailer uh, every day up until they actually released it. And when they finally put it out, it's kind of what people expected it to be, especially with the details they had put out beforehand. But it definitely looks like uh, the God Eater team's take on Dark Souls. Now, Alvin, of mm-hmm, course, yeah. is going to cry foul. Like, everyone's comparing everything to Dark Souls. Now, but when you see a like little bit of that, yeah, you the, see like, is... the very uh, animation-heavy uh, focus on that stuff. But yeah, That's cool. a really, yeah, that that's kind of like a really bad, what is it, not a critique, but when people, when people like, it's like buzzwords, like people's like, oh, it's like Dark Souls because like maybe it's difficult, like, like that's no. it, that it's was the that's most been a really it's bad the easiest way to portray something i think yeah too people it's just like one of those like things that people latch on to that doesn't really mean anything but this actually is like this is anime dark souls that's yeah. what this is it, it looks i think personally uh as a fan of tokyo ghoul i love the masks and then like, <laughs> and like, I, I think that the art style in it like it's clearly mm-hmm. going heavy into it like everything from the monster designs to like it's so everything. over the top it's so over the top regard. But I think it looks like I like the the boss designs and all this stuff. I I think it looks it looks cool is probably a, a crazy word to use at this point. I just I, I I'm I'm interested enough to want to play it for myself. And as someone who um enjoyed the God Eater series as well, uh maybe not as much as some other people did because I thought that like for me like Tokuden was better at that than God Eater was as far as trying to emulate the Monster Hunter style. Um, I still feel that uh just by the short piece of footage that was only like what two or three minutes long or something like that yeah some of the game uh, style that they chose like they're all eating each other everyone's eating each other the world's gonna die <laughs> like that was the 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 emotion that it gave off but um i just think that sure it's it's super try hard you know it's very edgy and all that stuff but um, it's okay for games to do that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. No, I don't, I'm not. I'm not where opposed else to that. Can they do that. Yeah, it's, I think exactly that from all from all I saw though, just like like I said, from like the way the bosses looked, and uh, you know, it's very, it's clearly not go as opposed to like the um, excuse me style of being very um, single player focused. And in all of those dark co-op as well, it clearly looks like you're working with like a uh, group, just like the God Eater series mm-hmm. was. So taking the God Eater style and, and cranking it the darkness to like eleven uh, could work <laughs> like in this case. You know, the darkness, yeah. crank it the darkness crank to eleven. The darkness. Uh, that's what they that's what they say, right? Um, you know, a squad based Dark Souls uh, in a sense might be a cool way of, of approaching that style. Yeah, uh, the, I th- obviously it's still a work in progress. So you know, there's a lot of like effects and they are still kind of placeholder like there's still a, feel, a weird feeling of like like not it's not as weighty as i want it to be but of course it's still in development it's still it looks it's still 2018 coming next so year it makes yeah. Sense, yeah 
quite a quite a ways off. Kinda, it looks kind of squishy. Like yeah. I noticed when the the enemies like attack, it, it looks kind of like uh, what's a good example? It kind of yeah. looks like a. Oh, I don't know. Like, like the enemies don't react to the hits or anything. Yeah, is what no, I mean. it's like guard. It's got guard here. Like you hit him, and then it doesn't feel like you really hit him. There's no real mm. impact to it. It's just, um, it's like you're cutting through paper. That's what it feels mm. like. What yeah. looks like. But, uh, I, I'm very interested to see like how this game comes along as it develops. Uh, I think it's a it's a real cool thing that they're doing. Like uh, letting their creativity you know flex itself a bit. I mean, it it, it looks crazy over the top and i'm all for games trying to do that because it's, it entertains everyone to some extent yeah, yeah. you know they're already working on you know god eater whatever yeah god eater 3 excuse Three, me i'm already yeah. going to four but god eater 3 already thinking ahead yes as what i happened? always do yeah so they have the that team has their hands full they're 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 good to go for the next few years they have big projects coming up absolutely mm-hmm. speaking of three uh they uh, gunfire games the leftovers from vigil games announced dark Siders 3 which yep. is something that um you know thq Crazy. nordic was talking about doing for a while there because um, thq like i think the dark Siders license for a while there wasn't picked up uh, and so not only was the license not really picked up at the time but vigil games had uh, was shut down they weren't bought at the time when mm-hmm. thq was going through the big sale so they announced Dark Souls 3, and it's going to be coming next year. PS4, Xbox One, PC. No Switch mm-hmm. announcement, which is crazy considering Dark Souls, uh, Dark Souls 2 is going to be out on the Wii U. Definitive edition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of cold, excuse me, so I'm trying to cough a lot. But oh, they announced that the main character is going to be Fury, uh, one of the four horsemen of the, patog- uh, of the, of the apocalypse. Uh, she was in the other games, so it's awesome to see that they're making her... Uh, the main character in this one, which means yeah, the I, I always game's forget inevitable. Yeah. I always forget Darksiders has like their own version of the four, four horsemen because it's uh, traditionally war, death, pestilence, and I forgot the fourth original fourth one. But in the Darksiders verse, uh, they kind of slashed pestilence and the other one for uh, fury and strife, I believe. Yes, yes, yeah, that, uh, that's that's the right ones. And so, uh, yeah, she's the main character in this one. Uh, she's got like these really, this really long like dreads or something like that. Like, it's, yeah, it's her good, hair like, is wild. Yeah, yeah, she, she, yeah, her hair looks like a Maybelline commercial. Uh, I, I kind of wish what they do with that is they kind of take, uh, they do it from Milia from Guilty Gear and have her hair be a weapon as well. <laughs> they, uh, that'd be awesome. Did actually. you, did either of you watch the gameplay IGN? Had? I, I did. No. Yeah. Oh, okay. You guys it's, can talk about it then. It, um, it definitely. It, I only played the first Dark Siders. I never got around to the second one. I did like and the first hour second, of the second one. Second was great. You guys really need to play the second one. It's pretty damn cool. The, uh, but I mean, the, the kind of like the appeal of this series is kind of it's like a Zelda like. Like obviously Zelda's changed a bunch now, but you know, like mm-hmm. the 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 Ocarina of Time style of Zelda with the dungeons and an overworld and yeah and... I really really like the first one's approach was, to, to that it was like, at the time it was like it, they, people called it better than Zelda because I think at the time it was like Twilight Princess wasn't as exciting as people thought and so yeah. like he did Zelda better than Zelda that was what I heard yeah there there are some really cool tools that they gave you especially like mm-hmm. near the end of the game that they, they did a really great job kind of designing dungeons and puzzles around the tools that they gave you much like but... older Zelda games but the the gameplay for the third one, um, it definitely looks um, it's it looks rough. like a dark. Yeah, it's a little. I thought it was a little early. Like that, her like she uses a whip, and like it felt like like it, they were using like the same sound effect over and over for yeah, the whip. It's it was 
it looks really stiff and it looks very i i mean again that's probably just because it's early yeah they probably they probably they probably should have sorry i think i'm cutting out uh but uh i think that they they just showed it a little too soon because it it didn't look bad but it definitely looked like this looks like something that needs more work Yeah, um, it, it, because when I think of the first Darksiders, right, I think of like how fluid war moves around, and especially when yeah. you lock onto something, it has that cinematic like kind of border, what frame of that when you, especially during boss battles, and this one is just like the, I feel like the camera's too up close to her. It's just that whenever you encounter enemies with a whip, like I don't think the whip animation, like the whip animation, should like to literally flow more, but this one's a lot more direct to them without really kind mm-hmm. of giving it uh, so, some sort of momentum to really feel like that. You're doing so, a, a nice combo with it. Uh, so, uh, like I said, it's still it's still very early. It's still much, it's still like, like much like Code Vein, it's the, the 2018 game. So there's a lot of time to really polish up. But I, I do like Outsiders, like the way like her actual combat is, the actual like environments and the enemy variety that was shown. I think that was mm-hmm. all right, especially the boss battle at that uh, uh, gameplay reveal. I think I think having like the seven deadly sins be a focus. Like I, I'm always a sucker for when a game tries to like combat the seven de- deadly sins concept because I always <laughs> images to see like what's their personification of each of sin, of the sins. Like yeah. how do how do you convey that in the game? And that's that's always a cool thing for for me. The one thing I liked um, from that demo though was I did like how. I did like how when they approached the boss, it wasn't like they went to a cutscene and like I am this boss. It was just kind of like yeah. they approached it and the boss kind of came alive, which which was a nice little like it is really nice like the animations like they had the translation and then like the bugs come up and there's all this like goop flying around everywhere. And yeah, it's just, I, I, it, I like how you had to like actually start the proper fight, like boss fight proper. Like you had to like get those goons off of it first. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Yeah. Uh, they, who knows how it'll turn out, but because mm-hmm. it, it is pretty interesting that this is actually being made because like, yeah. Darksiders seemed like one of those franchises that was going to get like just fall into the ether because of what happened at THQ. But uh, they, they, they turned it around and I hope it does well for them. And I kind of thinking I might pick up the second one at some point, maybe the death definitive yeah. edition. Because the protagonist is death. Yeah, I get it. I still think that's one of the worst titles ever. No, <laughs> I mean, so just, just their whole, it's like more mastered and definitive, right? It's just like, oh, you, man. Because you know, you know, because they're being <laughs> yeah. cute. It's, it's, it's better than definitive, maybe? No, uh, I, I think I'd rather take definitive. Um, uh, Darksiders 3 is... I, I think my one beef about it, and it's just like inherent to the Darksiders series in general, is like this game apparently is still gonna be in the time frame like during that de- what Death was doing. It's not going. Yeah. Uh, it's like at the moment what you're showing. It's like not going past what happened in the first Darksiders now because that's the really like big deal that everyone's like focusing on, right? It's like the first Darksiders ended on such like a, a, an explosive like weird note. Like you really want to see what happens immediately after it, and like every other subsequent game after it is like, nah, we're not gonna really, you know, tell you what happened yet. It's like, oh, all right. I would thanks. imagine it's because they're all trying to lead the characters to like a single point, and then uh, find like an explosive thing where they're all working together at some point. So that's great. So Dark so Dark Siders Five will finally get see what happens at the end of Dark Siders One. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, Bahama, it's like Bahama Lagoon or something like that, or, or Secret of Mana Three. It's like they all have to get to a point and <laughs> a chapter, and then they can go together and fight. Someone, uh, someone brought up recently that like 
like a new Rabbids game and a new Darksiders game came out, and it, like it's like 2010 suddenly all over again. Mm. Uh, Yay! <laughs> Phantom Dust is like all everything old is new again. So I'm not I'm not necessarily complaining though, just because yeah, Dark Souls Dark Side is a series that has been pretty damn cool, and I'm happy yeah. to see more of it. So for sure. So with the last piece of news, then. Um, Koei Tecmo announced, and this is something that was already revealed in Japan, so they're bringing it over, Tokiden 2 Free Alliance's version. Now, this is basically, and that's supposed to be out on May 30th in North America and May 31st in Europe. So this is basically the multiplayer version of Tokiden 2 with free-to-play hooks to it, mechanics. So that means that uh, you can play a bunch of group missions with up to four of the, up to four players, and um, everything, though, has an associated stamina cost, and to Yay. everyone starts at level three stamina and then it replenishes after eight hours after eight uh outside like real world hours and uh to restore your stamina you have to buy gems that can do mm. that um they did also mention though you'll be able to play the first uh story uh first hour of the story i think that was right the first hour of the story is that what happened i think so yeah uh, the first chapter of the main campaign, excuse me, not just the first hour. So if people approach this as like a time trial version of the game, yeah. that's that's honestly probably better to look at it that in that sense because it's clear that I don't know anyone is really going to spend a lot of time, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, playing it like this. And so it's it's not it's not just a demo really though because um, you can just play all the different multiplayer missions which there are a bunch. Um, the problem that I had with the original Tokiden though is that no one was really playing the multiplayer that much. So unless you have some friends that intend to do it as well, I don't know how much are going to be really into this. Um, but I love can Tokiden the, too. So who knows? The, the free alliances version people and like the full version people they can play together, right? Or is it se- mm. sectioned off uh, on the versions? I don't think I don't know if there's any real cross play with that because there's certain things that you can only get in the actual game itself. I'd imagine like taken from the single player to the multiplayer. I do know that you can take your save data from the free alliances and take it into Tokiden Two anyway. Okay. Um, but I don't think Koei Tecmo really clarified if you're able to play against other players like that. I think it might just be its own missions or something like that. Because you know, there's like a way to sort of maybe generate a lot of that stuff. So <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking like maybe this is a way to like revitalize. It. I don't know how the status of Tokiden Two multiplayer. I don't know if there's like a way to like revitalize. that just have more bodies in multiplayer to like choose from. Yeah, I'm not too sure. Let me look over the uh, the description here. I'm, I, it doesn't really say anything about. Um, I'm finding it cold, by the way. So sorry if my voice sounds kind of weird. Oh, it's fine. Uh, right. But um, it doesn't really clarify whether that'll yeah. be the case. Maybe we'll hear more about it as we get closer. But that's only a few weeks away. Okay. Uh, but it might just be. Uh, and the way they kind of word it just says players of Tokyo 2 Freelance's version will be able to take on group missions. So okay. I don't know if it doesn't really make it sound like you're able to play with other players that aren't a part of that. Um, but, you know, it's free to play. So maybe there'll be enough just to kind of get by as opposed yeah, to actually, like, it's, it's like an, it's like it's a, it's a meaty demo, if, if anything. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to seeing uh, people's reactions to that. And, you know, I, I think if anything, it'll just get people more interested in the Tokyo series overall. And that's a good thing. I, I like I said, I think that series is awesome, and I like it more than like even the Monster Hunter series. So I'll be excited to see what people's reactions to that. I'm not a hype. I'm not that thrilled about a stamina system in a, in a game like that, though. That's 
That's some real bullshit. And I imagine that's kind of how the God Eater mobile game that came out recently is just like that. God Eater Zero or whatever. It's, I don't know what it was called. Um, yeah, I it, the like I think that's like the the weird like kind of trend going on. Like instead of like the traditional demo, it, like the st- like the stamina system demo is starting to replace that traditional demo in a sense like you saw it like with tekken revolution i think oh, and ace combat yeah. infinity and on bandai namco's side so as long as it's not knows. the fucking stupid shit that nintendo does where you get a time limit and then it's gone it's like fucking uh, yeah. man just let yeah play like, a demo I, I think that's like the worst um so yeah uh, any of you guys interested in playing it with a free-to-play version mm. Probably not. Not for yeah. me. I, I, I'd, 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 I'd rather I'd rather play the full version than the free to play version. The only bad thing is that Koei Tecmo is kind of bad about putting the Tokyden games on sale. Like they are typically like I think Tokyden Kwami is still like you know thirty forty bucks. It's like it doesn't really go on sale that often and not that deep. So oh. yeah, we all we all have our our backlogs to bear for this year though. So. It makes me wonder if Monster were kind of swing the other direction and start to go like more story focused uh, in the future games because God Eater and Tokuden are coming out more frequently <laughs> than the Monster series. But then again, you know, Monster was a double cross or double X waiting for triple yeah. X. That's I, I heard <laughs> that's um that just came out not that long ago, so I don't think they'll, that's still, they'll just keep that's doing still what they're doing. Does, that still does gangbusters in Japan, yeah, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Maybe the Monster Hunter file will be on the PlayStation 4 and the Switch. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. Anyway, that about does it for this podcast. Wrapped mm-hmm. up a bunch of news here. Um, yeah, just think about like this upcoming week. Um, I don't think there's really... Is there any games that are coming out this upcoming week? That um, I don't know about this week. I know we're going to get new Trails of Cold Steel 3 info this week. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's right. Um, yeah. Oh, we're going to get Birthdays the Beginning this week. Oh, yeah, yeah. Birthdays the Beginning is this week. Um, I think that, yeah, it's like a lot of the stuff is, isn't to, like the following week as well. Um, but like, Yeah, Akiva's uh, Beat and Operation Babble is the week after along with The Surge, the Surge. and Fire Emblem Echoes. So like uh, the, the week after uh, this upcoming week, well, you'll still, you'll that's when games will actually start coming out for this month. And the week mm-hmm. after that, I think is like, was it the Sky Five and Summer Night Six, and I think also mm-hmm. it's Raw Romano, the game that people remember. Uh, the title, the, that... The, yeah, the way you you just can't pronounce the game, just you can't do it. That's it's Raw Romano. I think that I actually I'm very interested in that game just because it was I actually played the <clears throat> the English fan translation of the PC version, and so I'm curious to see how they treat this one. So. Uh, obviously, it's not the same. Yeah, game, but... it's yeah, it's gonna be weird because this uh, isn't this game like the second of a trilogy, and like I, did the first yes. one ever come out here? I no, this is the oh, first okay. time the series has been in the West period. Like, Hopefully, there's all. like some sort of recap if it's like some sort of sequel to it, like a direct mm-hmm. sequel. Well, we're getting like Mass of Deception right now, and then we're getting Mask of Truth this fall. So I guess we'll, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, I. Uh, Otherwise, people can find a bunch of stuff on the site. We've been posting more and more stuff. I think we even have like some new Persona 5 guides on the site. Uh, feel free to let us know uh, how you guys are enjoying that stuff. And we also put up some new reviews on the site. Uh, 
rpgsite.net you guys can check us out on uh we put up a review for as i mentioned charles and the sky the third brian did that we also got a review for the caligula effect that yeah adam, everyone loved that adam every single to, side oh loved my gosh that. i don't i don't get like there were a lot of people very defensive about caligula and i was like guys bad that's probably a not game. a game you want to like die on a hill for it's it doesn't seem like it's that impressive there was also like a comment someone made like you know don't bash niche games i'm like what the, i don't know what we're doing at this point yeah kyle yeah. what the fuck yeah don't, don't I didn't, attack I didn't... isn't it already getting enough bad bad press why do you have to attack it even yeah. further it's like oh well uh... we might as well shut down then i guess because we can't <laughs> we're mostly covering niche games i enjoyed i enjoyed uh angry adam's review of this yeah. it was good uh, i love it i enjoyed editing that adam it needs to be more honest fantastic yeah, <laughs> if only Adam was more honest than himself. Typically, he's honest only saying he hasn't played a game. So we'll see what happens. Anyway, <laughs> so we got RPGSite.net. You can also find us on Twitter at RPGSite. You can also check us out on Facebook.com/RPGSiteNet on YouTube.com/RPGSiteNet. I recently wrapped up my playthrough of Panzer Dragoon Saga, which is fucking mm. great. And now I've got Valkyria Chronicles Three is still ongoing with that. Still got a ways to go. I think I'm only like a third of the way through that game, and that's like a 60-hour game. So um, going pretty strong there. Awesome. Oh, yeah, and I also I also yeah. recorded a gameplay footage of the Residents of Fate collaboration, yes. that Star Ocean mobile game, and that was weird. But uh, you can see, <laughs> what's her name? Her localized Leanne, I think, in English. You can see a lot of her in it. That's right, yeah. I think the gameplay looks pretty close to Residents of Fate, which is mostly just mashing the same few combos over and over again until you get it. <laughs> she, she's great because she she moves around the field as she's like firing her guns. So she that, has cartwheels mobili- in the air. It's yeah, like, it's awesome. so the game is all, all about mobility, so that's nice, I guess. I tried to roll for her on stream and on the in the video didn't work out. No, that's <laughs> it's never it's never going to happen live uh, unless you <laughs> like. You should be recording your gameplay at all times in case that does happen, though. <laughs> yeah. Every time we need to put like gotcha rolls on a YouTube channel. Like every time oh, we get God. a gotcha roll, you need to record that, put it up, and tell everyone what our what our results are. Uh, that's Hush. I've been. Hey man, I've seen some. Apparently, if people are Twitter to be believed, there are some dark. Like whenever a new collaboration for a mobile game hits, you see them on like YouTube or Twitch or something. You see like sixteen hundred or seventeen hundred rolls in, still trying to get that fucking thing. And it's like you people are fucking insane you need to stop it's depressing. right now it's depressing uh i'm not probably <laughs> one of those guys and also you can find us on uh just search for us on uh, itunes or i guess you can you still can do it on google yet so itunes just search for tetracast you can find us on discord.me slash rpg site is our permanent link continues to be uh pretty active and then mm-hmm. uh lastly as always we'd like to share where you can find us on twitter so kyle since you're uh the on un- <laughs> The un, uh, like the word is unsung me. hero. Yeah, unsung hero. That's <laughs> self self expressed unsung hero. Uh, uh, can they yeah, you? you can you can follow me at uh, at Levito on Twitter. That's at L E V I T zero. I mostly just tweet dumb meme stuff and as Twitter uh, is as you yeah, do yeah. and that's about workout that's updates. About it. That's what you tend to do. I've said yeah. But my, awesome. my 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 recent. Uh, my recent brand that actually I don't know Perfect. why it got so successful was um, I try and come up with uh, Friday the Thirteenth sequels oh, where Jason yeah, Jason <laughs> just becomes like a like a weeaboo or and things like that. Like one of them I wrote was uh, what was really uh, 
Friday the 13th part 12 Jason doesn't Jason doesn't believe Final Fantasy 15 was true to Nomura's vision oh, <laughs> I would watch that how many of those oh. have you made I think I saw over 45 of them at least I actually it's more like 20 oh, okay. but a whole bunch of people replied oh, like one okay. of them like one of them is uh, Friday the 13th part 15 G- I don't know why it went from 20 back to 15 but whatever you know like they skipped G- it wasn't localized G- Jason offs count counselors that watch the anime before reading the manga. <laughs> I don't even know why they thought this was funny. I just was like thinking about how Friday the 13th is such a ridiculous series. Like in, in the span of four movies, he fights a telekinetic girl and then he goes to New York and then he goes literally to hell and then he goes to outer space and then he fights Freddy. Like they just do whatever with that franchise. I mean, but, it, I thought like once it goes to space, that's the end of it. That's like the last, like the last big. Thing he becomes, he becomes a, a what they call Uber Jason. I'm not kidding. Oh, he, 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 wow. he, he becomes like he looks like Lord Zed from Power Rangers, and they're he's like out of ideas. Yeah, yeah, he's a uh, yeah. They're, anyways, that that that's that's, that's what that's what I like doing on there. It's pretty bad. <laughs> More memes, right? This like the yeah. the meme. We need to come up with more memes as a site. Like, Look at I can't do I Yosuke to... dancing forever, guys. I need something more than just that. <laughs> Look at that. That that is Lord Zed. Oh, Holy that is, shit! Wow. <laughs> that is a real good figure. That does look like just, him, doesn't it? Like he just for, for listeners, just like there's like a metal mask on him. Just and his brain is showing. Yeah. Oh like, my god! It, his canonical name is Uber Jason. <laughs> just imagine a metal hockey mask over. That somewhere. actually looks like that, except you know, for it's like wrapped around his like, skull a little bit. Since, yeah. Since since we uh, we got to bring it back to Power Rangers a little, but did you know okay. that apparently when when they debuted Lord Zed, that a whole bunch of parents called in and said he was too scary. So then they <laughs> they, right. they they they, they made Lord Zed like dumb and silly just to like counteract the like. Because he, he looked pretty hardcore for like a show like that. Um, like, he, like his brains were showing, and you could see like his, he was like a yeah, skeleton on top his, of like his, his, his I really like tissue his and sinew and stuff like yeah. that. Like, oh no, was... no, Lord, Lord Zed looked awesome. He did. Um, Didn't like at yeah. one point like he had like his face was like one fa- one half was like a, a skin, and the other half was just his metal mask or something like that. I remember, I like, as a kid, being horrified by the look of Lord Zed. So even if he said they was too scary, like he still. You don't even have to talk. Like he just looked freaking monstrous. It was horrifying. Oh, I, I I know. I just looked this up. Yeah, there was a version of Lord Zed that I think was like a combination of like diff- several bad guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like know. he merged together or something like that. Uh, maybe it was like a relative. I forget what it was, but like it was horrifying <laughs> looking. I, I really like that because like relative, like villain relatives in Power Rangers is a very real thing. Yeah, it like is. They, they, it like is. the villains, like almost all the villains in Power Rangers go through like family issues at some That's point. Right. Isn't like um, Rita related at some point? <laughs> yeah, like she like dreaded like me like having um. Like, uh, like I think like her cousin or her mother or something showing up for an episode. <laughs> Her father, I don't even fucking know. It, like, just villains and family issues in Power Rangers did are just like, like wait, the no, realest it was, thing. I think it was Zed actually wanted to marry Rita or did or something like that. <laughs> oh, they and did. Get married. Kid, I, they did get married. Like, I think the yep. kid was like named like Thrax or something like that. Oh, I, I, re- I remember now because Zed and Rita were seeking refuge from Rita's father because when the Machine Empire uh, yeah. stepped down. Yeah, that was so fucking like 
I remember the, the, these I, stories are more compelling than the Power Rangers. I think it was. Bro. I remember <laughs> Thrax, though. I think it was Thrax, if I remember correctly, is the one that like the really fucked up. Like he was a com- combination yeah. of different things. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, I remember. I don't know how I remember this. God, this was like over twenty years ago. How do that's, I remember that's, this? That's how I remember. But it. I did it for the Twitch marathon for reminding me. I think that there was. I think there was a point where like Rita used like a magic like. Some some sort of magic to make Lord Zed fall in love with her. Yeah, and then that like was Gold, it, Gold, yeah. and then and then Goldar and like the other I don't remember the other uh like villain like sub villains, but they were like we need to like get rid of this magic so that Lord Zed like gets rid of Rita, and then like the after they get rid of like Rita's magic, they discover that Lord Zed really did fall in love with Rita. <laughs> did fall like in love. without I think the they magic? Did they become good at some point too? Like they were they became good people. <laughs> I don't know. I think they. I think they, I think they, de- I think they destroyed. They destroyed the Machine Empire. I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's all oh, it took. But, oh yeah, yeah. They, 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 they did like they did send them on. Like they like fucking capped them at the end of like Turbo or something. Oh my God, Power Rangers. <laughs> Why hasn't that been an RPG yet? I want the Power Rangers RPG. Crossover oh, with they Mario, were... <laughs> Mario Power Rangers. Remember Mario so, RPG? They had the Axum Rangers. That was the X. I want actual like Super Sentai. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, uh, and that's Persona Five: The Crimson. Yes. Yep. I'm looking forward to it. So, uh, Josh, where can they find you on Twitter? <laughs> Follow me at HD Karen HD I I made a dumb joke of uh, Taro and crew like flipping off the camera, which is actually a gigantic, beautiful Joe reference because Camille was there. But it's it, it's a really amazing picture, and more people should play video, beautiful Joe. Yeah, not the second that's one. one of the, the first one was awesome. Second one was amazing. That's the the one sequel because Kamiya is not much of a sequel person. That's yeah. the one sequel he really wants to do is a third beautiful Joe. Oh. Joe. Yeah, the, 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 I think there's a third game, but it's not a sequel. It's like the Red Hot Rumble on PSP. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That that was, was, I don't think that was them though. They also had Okami then. Remember? They had, like, oh yeah, the yeah. Okami. But that wasn't really that great either. So it's like, yeah. fuck. Yeah. <laughs> well, like Capcom, what did you do? More like a spinoff than a, se- a full sequel. So <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens. You had Baby Amaterasu, and I was okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. you can find me at Zachary's. I I don't really post about much stuff. I just mostly talk about games. So anyway, that is it for this May sixth edition of the Tetracast, May sixth, two thousand seventeen. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you, Josh, for being a part of this, and thank mm-hmm. you all for listening. And catch us next week for yet another edition of the Tetracast. Bye, everyone. Bye, bye. <laughs>